Blog Talk Radio. Baby. Passion, pain, 
lust, heartbreak. Yeah. Without you in my life, I just can't take oh. Many ups and downs, we came back, so it's coming. And they want to see us fall apart, they can't That's wait. Right. But I'll never let my baby go, not never. Finally found someone that makes me want better. So I chase each other so we can travel wherever. And she only pay where it's nice and sunny weather. Hey. Miami, LA, Cabo on the beach. My baby got swag and one hell of a technique. So why would I run to you lames inside the game? So y'all can do some bullshit and try to bring some shame. Who's the blame? Fuck the fame, it is not important. I just want the whole world to call you Mrs. Jordan. So I give my heart to thee. I'll be the first man I say I'd rather carry your baby. That's crazy. You're my baby girl. part of my life and I wouldn't be the woman I am today without you and I just need you to know that and I love you so much and I thank you for all that you do and all that you put into this relationship and there's no one like you in this world baby I love you and I'm so glad you're mine bye you are now tuned in to the mother uh -uh, greatest Hey, y'all. Hey, it is Tuesday night right around 8 p.m. Eastern. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for Let's Chat Sports. My name is Miss Tony, and I'm about to bring in the one and only partner in all things sports, Mr. Jazz. Hey, buddy, how you doing? What's happening, baby? What's going on with you? <laughs> Everything is good. Everything is good. It's good to be back on the air talking that talk on all things sports. We missed you guys. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. All day long, for real. So how's everything going, Jazz? Everything's good? A lot going on yeah, in the yeah, sports world, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot popping off. A lot, a lot happening. A lot happening. Absolutely. How about you? What's going uh, on with you? You know, it's always something going on in my world, but we got to do what we got to do. I knew we had been away for a week or two, so I couldn't make it extend that much longer, so... What I have to do, I'll just pick back up once the show has ended. But uh, right. listening to Let's Chat Sports with Miss Tony and Mr. Jazz, we try to be here every Tuesday around this time, talking about all things that's going on in the world relating to sports. Jazz, start it off, buddy. Well, I mean, we had some interesting developments last couple of weeks. I mean, uh, Canelo Alvarez lost. He lost the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, very unexpected. Um, there was a lot of people. Um, and me personally watching the fight, Bible won the fight. Um, and then the, the the funny part is, instead of Canelo, because there was an open rematch clause, instead of Canelo mm-hmm. taking a rematch clause, he decided that he's going to fight Triple G on September 17th. So my thing is, I ain't even mad at him. He probably only got, mm-hmm. I've always said, he probably only got maybe two, three fights left in him. And right. he's going to make more money fighting Triple G than he would have fought in the rematch with Bobble. So, 
and he could beat Triple G, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. He's gonna be he's gonna beat Triple G. So, um, easier fight and more money. So, yeah, I ain't even mad at the young man. Um, this weekend we had <laughs> Devin Haney fought Calabas for the unified a hundred and thirty pound weight division. I think that's lightweight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, watching that fight, Haney won convincingly, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. There's a rematch clause mm-hmm. in that fight. I'm not sure if Calabas is going to take the original, if he's going to take the immediate rematch, or if he's going to let it, if he's going to take some time, have a tune-up fight, then fight Haney again. Haney said he's more right. than willing to wait because he gave him the shot. He gave him the shot to be unified. I agree with him because Telefimo Lopez would have never gave Haney that shot to be a unified champion. So hats off to mm-hmm. uh, Miss Calabas. And uh, Stephen Fulton fought on Showtime. He fought my man. Mm-hmm. He beat my man convincingly, no doubt about it. Uh, I fully expect for Fulton to try to go uh, unified on his, his weight class. He looked really good. Um, good fight. Mm-hmm. My man came to fight, but um, Fulton was just too fast, too strong. It went the distance, but it, you know he he. I think my I gave my man three rounds. He won three rounds in my in my car. Three out of twelve. Really? Yeah. He, wow. He, yeah. He, yeah. Fulton did his thing. So. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's you know I mean it's been a lot happening. There's a, there's there's fights coming on this weekend. There's fights on pretty much every weekend, people. And UFC is coming wow. back on this week. It's a lot. It's a lot popping. So I keep you guys definitely in the loop on that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question, guys. You know I try to peek, I try to peek into the boxing world every now and then so I can kind of contribute okay. to your your part of this segment because we always love to open up our show with boxing. But um, okay. I saw something that I don't, I may not, it may be foreign to me, but um, there were a few boxes of, of Asian, I don't know, I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Donary or Nayon? Yeah, Donary. Donito Donair. Donair? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you get to see that fight? I did not get to see that fight. I did read, a, I did mm-hmm. see on a crawler. If I'm not mistaken, he got knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. If that is indeed true, then I would definitely yeah TKO. Yeah, he he got knocked out. So I would mm-hmm. I would definitely because the guy who knocked him out is the truth. He is at that weight class. He is really good. so uh, okay it, because of that fight. I would say Donair really needs to. I would say retire because Donair Donair is older. I would say retire, but mm-hmm. you know, boxers don't retire. They just move up and down weight division. So I fully right. expect for Donair to either move up or move down and keep fighting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't okay. see that fight. I'm, I'm probably going to have to look it up to see it, but mm-hmm. um, he got knocked out. So I mean, I'm not sure what round, but um, yeah, that's, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Wow. And that's the second yeah, time. Yeah, this one because I, I really see that. Really? Second time. Yeah, it's the second time we lost it. I, wow. You know, I try to peek into the boxing world and I also saw that a boxer was had been in a coma after shadow boxing during a title fight, a South African boxer. I don't know if you heard anything about that. 
So no, that, I that, didn't, that I happened didn't, about didn't half a day Oh, yeah, wow. I'm going to have to do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was it on the, was yeah, it a show? That, you said it was on, it was part of the Showtime card? Um, no, I just go. I, I'm not sure. You know that that's that's out of my pay grade. <laughs> those cards. <laughs> I feel you. I feel that's you. That's not in yeah, my pay I, grade. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was part of Showtime car. I watched the Showtime car. I don't think it was part of that. That was a Fulton car. But okay. Um, anytime okay. you know you hear a, a boxer who has gone into a coma, injured it anyway, and that not and not only yeah. for boxers but anybody. In the entertainment, mm-hmm. in the sporting entertainment realm, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, hat goes off to him, and I hope that he has a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. My heart goes out to him and his family. Absolutely. Well, yes, let's transition because there's so much going on. First off, there's game four. You know, we rarely talk about um, hockey here because, mm-hmm. first of all, Absolutely. I don't understand that sport. But the New York Rangers are in it, and now is a time when a, when a lot of non-hockey players, such as myself, are kind of like paying attention <laughs> to it because the the Rangers went to Game Seven both series mm-hmm. before getting to this point, Absolutely. and they were all yeah. they were the underdog going into those series. Now they had a chance to go up three zero this past weekend, mm-hmm. but they let the they let um, them back in the last couple of seconds of the game. So game four is tonight. So I'm going to put my fandom hat on and wish them the best okay. in game four. Hopefully they'll come out Absolutely. with a third round, try to get this done and get some rest. But they're, 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 they're the truth. They're playing. They, they, they have a hunger for it. So I don't know how much hockey you watch, but, you know, game four uh, going on actually started at 8 o'clock. I'm probably going to check it out. I've been hearing a lot about it. I haven't actually tuned into a game, but um, mm-hmm. it's ironic that, you know, the Rangers, you know, haven't been to the Stanley Cup since Mark Messier. So, um, right. how ironic. I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they've been marching Mark, Mark Messier all around town. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure he's a hot topic right now. It's probably trending because it's Mark Messier. Mm-hmm. But, um, Right. I would I would think that um I I mean I saw it and I was like man that would be kind of cool because they hadn't been <laughs> they've been they've been you know they haven't been doing very well for a while so mm-hmm. the fact that mm-hmm. they're back in the playoffs exactly. and making noise so <clears throat> exactly. it's a wonderful thing for the league it's a wonderful thing for the league absolutely it is and also just to add to that jazz they are actually ahead of the game because they weren't scheduled to even they weren't even thought of to be at this point they're like a year ahead of where those that are in the hockey world thought that they would be they thought that they would be here next year because it's such a young young team young and they, well, they're who, just coming who, together so they're actually let, a let year me, ahead of themselves let me ask you a question who does that sound like and that you mean I'm I'm putting the two together, and you're probably going to be like, "Oh my God!" But guess who they <laughs> guess their their road is similar to Boston, the Boston Celtics. Two game seven, yes. younger. Nobody expected mm-hmm. them to be hungry. there. Hungry, mm-hmm. yeah, same thing. And it's ironic, mm-hmm. New York and Boston, but um, yeah, sound like yeah. Boston Celtics. Yeah, but Jazz, I promised myself. 
because you and those that listen to me, y'all know I'm a New York fan to the heart and how I feel about the Boston, any team. But, Jazz, I promised myself that I will remain objective this evening. Okay. And I'm sitting here grinding, grinding my teeth. When you already okay. brought up the scene, so I'm well, trying to break I, out I, in hives. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's the similarities are, you know, you have to look at the similarities, that's all. I'm trying to objectively look at those similarities, but I'm just saying, you're going to have to help us out tonight. I feel you, I feel you. That's why I pointed out, that's why I pointed out, just to, I knew you weren't going to do it, so I wanted to do it, you know. I'm pretty sure somebody listening like, man, that sounds like Boston Celtics, so I wanted to just make that point, because you weren't going to do it, so... I certainly I'm there for not. You. I'm there for you. <laughs> you know I'm there me so well. <laughs> yeah, I'm there for you. But since you I'm brought up the Celtics, let's just dive in because this playoff series has been quite – the first word that comes to my mind is entertaining. Boston, like you said, they're ahead of schedule. They're a young team. No one on that team has any type of championship DNA. From top to bottom, even a new coach. They got a brand new first-time head coach, guys. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one on that bench has been in this position before. But you mm-hmm. know something? Like you said, they're young, and I feel that they're hungry, and I think they're going to try to prove to the masses that they deserve to be here because they actually turned their season around at the start of the year. You know, they were a below 500 mm-hmm. team at the start of the year. And well, remember that time, a couple of shows you know? ago, guys, you and I, we spoke about um, Smart having a, a, a team-only meeting. You know, he had been mm-hmm. very verbal. I don't know if you remember us talking about that, I about calling them out, saying we need mm-hmm. those guys to play their game. And yeah. ever since then, they have been on a tear, guys. What have you seen in the Celtics that you didn't necessarily expect to see? Well, at this point, big, well, you know, I, I I said there's a couple of things that I I said during our broadcast, and mm-hmm. uh, first thing I said was I I totally I said that their coach. Boston's head coach should get coach of the year because of mm-hmm. just did. just for the mere fact that they were two seed in the East when they were mm-hmm. not even talked about at the midway point at the All Star break. Um, right. Nothing against Monty Williams, but I think that he did a much better job with less than Monty Williams did. And um, I secondly, agree. Um, even though, as I said a couple weeks ago, Golden State will win a six. I said that. But, notwithstanding that, um, one thing about Boston is Boston is more athletic than I thought they were. I thought Mm -hmm. they were, I thought they, I didn't think that they were as athletic as they have shown in the finals. Against Miami was one thing mm-hmm. because Miami is very slow and methodical and poking and prodding. But Golden mm-hmm. State likes to run. And if you're going to deal with Golden State, right. you got to run with them. And they mm-hmm. ran with them. They hit some shots. So um, 
that was the thing that surprised me most about them is that they are more athletic than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. What about you? What surprised mm-hmm. you? What surprised me about the Celtics, you know, because I follow them. I'm up here in this area, so I I see mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of their games, you know, and I and especially mm-hmm. because that rival, that New York Boston rival, who mm-hmm. not only is the athleticism on display, Jazz, but their size. They're a solid team, you know. One of the things that I have noticed that I'm surprised at is that their two top guns have not had powerful games simultaneously. You know, one is always off. You know, they never had, they I haven't seen them have powerful games like thirty and thirty each. With that those two mm-hmm. top players I'm talking about is is um Jason Tatum and Jalen mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. I they haven't had a consecutive not even consecutive, but when they're both on their game. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't I haven't seen that, and I'm kind of surprised, and I'm wondering if that would hinder them. You know, going forward, they they they're going because none of them, like we said, none of them have that playoff champion, that DNA in them. Mm-hmm. But coach, the coach, I am so impressed by him, Jazz. That's one of the surprising aspects as far as the Celtics mm-hmm. are because he is, like we said, a first time coach. He was an assistant with the Brooklyn Nets before he became head coach for mm-hmm. the Celtics. So mm-hmm. that kind of, like, geared me towards the Nets being out in that first round because he knew those players. He knew Kevin Durant. He knew mm-hmm. those players, and he played to their weaknesses. He played, mm-hmm. he played, he upplayed their strengths and played to their weaknesses. And I think that was the thought of their ride to this point. Now, talk, talk to me about the, the Golden State Warriors. What do you see about that? Well, Golden State is Golden State. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I and I'll say this: I've been saying it since the playoffs started. If you if you let Golden State, you have to. They're very hard to contain. That's the one thing that I, mm-hmm. I do throughout the whole playoffs. I mean, even against Minnesota. I mean, even against Memphis. They're very hard to contain, and with the addition mm-hmm. of pool, and they're very, even without Peyton, even with Peyton being out, they're very. That's the one thing that stands out is they have so many options on offense. As long as mm-hmm. Draymond plays like Draymond, they're very hard to control. They go on them spurts. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to. Contain their offense. What do you? What do you? What mm-hmm. about you? You know, it's interesting that you brought up Peyton with him being out. He's been out for a while. But, but to speak to what you just said, Dad, do you even notice that Peyton isn't there? You know that that speaks to the depth of the Golden State Warriors. I do. Do you even and notice I'll, I'll that he's this. not there? I do because. Peyton is when Peyton is, I've, and I I've watched a lot of their games, mm-hmm. and I like the way they play. I watch their games. When Peyton's mm-hmm. in, Damian Lee doesn't get as much burn because when you put Peyton with Pool, 
they're di- mm-hmm. they're very dynamic together. When you put Pool with Lee, Lee's a little proddy, which is the reason why they brought in Eagle Dollar. Because mm-hmm. Lee doesn't give them what Peyton was giving them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lee's a different player. Uh, Damian Lee is a different player. So they brought in Iguodala to help with the the things that you're not getting because Peyton is out, if that makes sense. That 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 got me to thinking. I'm, I'm glad you said that because Poole did not have a great first game. And I'm wondering if it's attributable to what you just explained to us. And I think that was the first time that Eagle Dollar had been in the game. In, in a, oh, yeah, this is a playoff start. So, right, because he didn't have a good game, Jordan Poole. He didn't have a good first game. Now, you also said something, Jazz, that was key. That is Green playing the way Green does. You know, they're all talking about his playing game, too, whether he should have been, you know, given a a second technical. Was he going too far? Did he cross the line? Did he go up to the line? You know, Leisha and I had a show that night at 8 o'clock, so I missed the beginning of the show, Mm -hmm. of the game. So I didn't actually see it, but I've been trying to read upon it and listen to it and try to look at the playback. But did you see any of that? Controversy it that surrounded. I, I didn't see much. I really did. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they're both in the heat, and you know, Draymond. So of course, he's very demonstrative in everything he does. He's at home. Oh, yeah. It's game two. He wants to provide the energy for his team. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they didn't give him a technical because. He's trying to provide energy for his team to feed off of so they can crush it. And that's exactly what he did. Now, the whole tripping mm-hmm. thing and tackling thing, he didn't tackle the man. The dude mm-hmm. stepped, the dude stepped kind of over kind of, and Green being the demonstrative person he is, he took a pistol. But if you would, if you would get it the way way the way way would have been doing the ball would have been doing any player, most players would have been mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler would have. So, um, oh, he's and, the and physical player there. Yeah, and I'm mentioning those players because those players are very edgy. They're very edgy. So, for me, I didn't see I didn't see a big deal about it. Like I said, I'm glad they didn't give a technical, but. I mean, game three, I went to the watch. Boston had a great on ring. Nobody's been hitting But everything mm-hmm. to my industry, Grant Williams, Draymond, on the top and green and white. Mm-hmm. Very physical, very, you know, very in your face with the defense, willing to take willing to take a hard foul, whether to give a hard foul, watch him in game three. You're going to be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Green Man Green. You're younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you bring up Williams, guys. Williams is more yeah, physical. You bring... Not Robert. 
but Grant Williams, not Robert Williams. Grant right. Williams. Right, right, right. And Grant Williams is just coming off the injury, you know. So I'm wondering because his his I don't I didn't see much of his play on Sunday, but I'm not sure how much he played and how much that injury is, is affecting him. Do you see any remnants of that as far as his game? Well, because I know that he. He, it's a totally different game when he's in there. Well, Grant Williams, he 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 does what he does. He he he's going to give you. I mean, he he's played like that all year. He's been like this all year. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, now that he's full strength, I do. He's going to give you the defense, the energy. That's why I say he's like Draymond because he's going to play in your face defense. He's going to provide the energy. He is the energy. He is the barometer for the Boston Celtics. And he's going to give you that demonstrative personality that everybody can mm-hmm. feed off of. That's what Grant Williams brings. And he shoots the three fairly well. So he can hit. Mm-hmm. He can pick and pop with the three. But his main – his in, in my in – the way when I – so far, what I observed is his main thing is the energy and the defense. Mm-hmm. Definitely defense, definitely. But I also want to ask you, Jazz. You know, they they the, the the we talked about it at the start. The Warriors play such a fast-paced game, you know, and and Steph is at the helm of that. And a lot of talk has been going on about whether he is you know, should be considered for MVP. Now, it's, it's, it kind of surprised me, but maybe it didn't subconsciously that he's never won the MVP. Do you feel that he is on the brink of changing that status? I mean, I always thought he wanted MVP. He, he's never. No, so he's never. Durant? I don't think he's ever won. It was. It was when it was the Warriors. It was Eagle Dollar. Remember, he won. Well, that Eagle year. Dollar won one, and I guess Durant right. won the other one. Right. Because they but won. Steph they has won. never won it. Wow, I would have thought he would have won. Okay, Isn't that um, exactly. Yeah, that changes the narrative. Wow, wow! I never would have thought. I, I thought he had won one. So yeah. Oh, well, he's definitely on his way to win. If they win, he's definitely winning. I mean, that goes without a shadow of a doubt. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. I mean, I mean, theoretically, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, I mean, he, he kept him in the game in the first game. And mm-hmm. he, you know, with the help of, you know, Poole and Clay, they shot, the, the, the three of them shot the Celtics out of the second game. Yeah, he, he he's mm-hmm. gonna win an MVP. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's only you, yeah, he, he's gonna win Clay. MVP. Now you mentioned Clay Jazz. Clay mm-hmm. has not really been playing up to his up to his par. You know, I mean, every and even Coach saying game two, he kept him in the game so that he can try to get into some kind of rhythm. I think of the letdowns in this series between the Warriors and the Celtics. I think Clay Thompson, to me personally, has been the the key to, you know, the the, the Warriors not being up to. 
I don't know how you feel, but I don't know how you see Clay's, Clay's game. Even Steph Curry had a, a not a great second half in game one. He had all – he had 21 points in the first oh. quarter, he had a first shitty, half. He had a, he, had a, he had a catastrophic game, uh, second half of game one. Yeah, yeah. Second, catastrophic. right. But Clay Thompson, well, I mean, he's all of not – you know, not necessarily – being the player that a lot of people thought he would be or know that he can be. What's your take well, he, on that? Here's what I told a friend of mine. You got to realize. He was. Clay hadn't played mm-hmm. in two years. Right. When he when he blew his knee out, where was it? In the finals, right? Two years ago. I believe so. Mm-hmm. So two years ago. It may ago, even be like two, three years ago. Yeah, it was two, it was two years. Mm-hmm. So... Because he mm-hmm. missed all the last year. He played this year, yes. Brought him back slowly, he paid. So now, two years later, you're back in the finals. Mm-hmm. Last time you was in the finals, you blew your knee out. Got to be a little bit of residual. Will that happen again? Can it happen again? You know, mentally, it's got to be just a little bit in the back of his mind a little bit. Now, granted, he may never put in, he may never have games like he had three years ago. But Mm -hmm. here's the luxury. Here's the luxury that the Golden State Warriors have. You don't need Clay to put up 30. Because Mm -hmm. Clay is short. Guess what? Jordan Poole backs him up. And Jordan Poole can mm-hmm. hit 20 in a heartbeat. So I think that everybody's fixated on the points that Clay is not given, but people have to realize he's playing great defense on not only Tatum, mm-hmm. but also Brown and also Smart. He's playing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he's playing great defense. And game two, he hit some shots. Mm-hmm. He hit some shots, got in the rhythm. You know, that is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you can get that. Right. Now, again, the problem with game one was Clay was off and Poole was off. And Horford and Smart hit shots. Can't come back that. Game one. Yeah, right. you got to eat Game that. one, game two. They hit the shot. Game two, he only had two points. Can you believe that? Um, well, yeah, between, between Smart and, and Horford, they have four points. But here's the thing. They didn't shoot exactly. well. But guess what? Clay hit some shots. Poole starts. Because, again, game one, Poole comes in. He's like Boston. He ain't never been there either. They telling him about it. But being there is different than being told about it. So he probably right. had the jitters just like just like they did. Mm-hmm. Game two, a little more comfortable now. Oh, so that's what y'all were mm-hmm. talking about. Oh, da 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 Yeah, he comes out game two, does his normal thing. Clay starts, again, Clay's hitting some shots. Seth doing his Superman, Seth thing. Draymond being demonstrative, mm-hmm. Looney getting in the pick and roll, get a couple of dunks. Game's over. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And like, and here's the thing: 
don't know if you heard the interview that Al Horford had. He said, "Okay." He was like, "Coach was telling us, but in the in the in the third quarter, we just fell apart." Same thing mm-hmm. happened game one. Only difference is remember, mm-hmm. Warriors was up fifteen at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Only difference is game two, Warriors kept the foot on their throat. In game one, they did not. And that's what Clay Thompson said. Clay Thompson said in the interview, he said, yo, game one, we kind of fell asleep at the wheel. We kind of let them back in. We can't do that no more. So that, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Warriors is sick. You saying the Warriors are six. I I think it's a go to game seven, guys. I don't know. Everybody it's hard to go into Boston and win a game. I'm I'm just saying and I don't and the Celtics have not lost back to back. You know, they haven't. Not in not not on this run to where they are right now, but to go into the to the green monster as we call it up here, it's not easy. So it's going to be interesting on, on on the energy that the Warriors bring tomorrow. You know, Draymond is going to be even more extra, I think. But yeah, I don't know well, if he's well, going to push the button. Tomorrow he's going to pick up a technical. We all know that. He's going to pick up a technical. They're going to give him a technical. A technical or two, I wonder. Not two. Not two. He's going to get suspended. They're going you to don't give think him a so? No, they're going to give him a technical. They will. He, he's going to earn one tomorrow. But that's okay. <laughs> you think because he's gonna earn it. <laughs> he's gonna earn it. But but you know what? Him catching technical, it's like okay, okay, prime example. Boston Celtics, head coach. Remember, he caught a technical in the fourth quarter of game two. He caught the technical mm-hmm. not for this game, but for the next game. I need to let my players know that I'm fighting for them. Even while they're getting their ass handed to them. I'm still fighting mm-hmm. for you guys. I'm picking up a whole technical, mm-hmm. showing you. I'm fighting for you. That's how right. you coach. Because players remember that. And you tell them after the game, yo, we need to pick it up, y'all. <laughs> you know, da da da. So sometimes mm. coaches, sometimes players get technicals, but not for this game, for the next game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I so you don't think the referees. Oh, yeah. You don't think the referees want to have it in their hands, the outcome of this game, of this series, of this championship? Because that's not what the fan is looking for. They don't want the referees to determine the winner, you know? So they let quite a bit go in these two games thus far. But, but Jazz, I want to just go back to what you said about the, the coach, the Boston coach. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been impressed with and just still recognizing that he's a first-year head coach is that he's not letting egos play a part in who he has on the floor. You know, he, he's using his, his personnel strategically, and I, and I don't know if you noticed that, but a player that hasn't played in a couple of games, just give him a few minutes because he knows the strength that he brings to, to the floor. Case mm-hmm. important, I think it's his, it was um, the point guard. I can't remember his name. He put him in. Oh, which one? 
a few minutes. So a white and, and or, uh, No, not white. Not is it Derek White? Not him. The other point mm-hmm. guard. And not, not no good. offense, but he, he he right him. He put him in for a few minutes, and he was effective at that time. But he's not letting personnel. He's not letting ego dictate on who is on the floor at any given time. And and I commend you. I'm with you, guys. He does deserve Coach of the Year because he is not backing down. Like you said, he got the technical. He's letting his players know he has his back, but he's being real with them, which is something that the players can respect because they know he's in the grind with them. Yeah. I mean, and that, and he's doing, and I hate to keep going back to the Warriors, but he is doing what Steve Kerr was doing for the past five years. Oh, them, yeah. Them, You're right. All them, all them finals runs. I mean, even his finals. He let Kaminga play, Damian Lee play. All of these cats that the 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 eighth, ninth, and tenth guy off the bench is getting run. Why? Right. Because he understands that I'm going to put him in now. So he could get a feel for this. It's the NBA Finals. So that way, mm-hmm. I may need him later. Let him get his feet wet now. And then when I call his number again, he ready. He'll be ready. Right. He's not nervous because he's been in the game last game or two games ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that's what he, Steve Kerr does it. He's doing it. Spolster over in Miami does it. There oh, are, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Popovich used to do it. Antonio. That's how you get these guys run. You get them run mm-hmm. early. I mean, that's what the Warriors did with Jordan Poole. You know, mm-hmm. when he started playing early this year, Cass was like, who the hell is that guy? Yo, get him run. Right. He's like burst on the scene. I'm like, wow. Where he come yeah. from? Always mm-hmm. been there, came from the G League. And what is he dude. bringing? Y'all all seen him. He's in the G League. No, he mm-hmm. ain't in the G League. I had to look him up. I'm like, damn, he in the G League and shit. Because those are the guys that come playoff time. Everybody's not going to do what Jordan Poole is doing, but those are those guys. You put them in, and you might have gold, but you don't know until you mm-hmm. put them in. That's true. That's true. If you, and if he you got his feet wet game, game one. Cat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He got his he, – and he didn't play well in game one, but he rebounded game two. And that well, shot, I don't, you saw that that almost half-court shot that he put in. Oh, yeah, yeah, buzzer. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, think about it. In but, game one, uh, Derek, Derek White, people didn't right. expect much. Derek White put up 27 points. Shot the three, incredible. Mm-hmm. But he got traded. They got him from San Antonio for like a like a second round pick or something for nothing for mm-hmm. Battle Rocks basically. So those are players in San Antonio, which was he was he was very good with San Antonio. But when San Antonio mm-hmm. picked up the point guard that went to the All Star game. They didn't need white no more. So 
those are players you put them in. Sometimes you got to put them in and see what you got. And what do I got? Let me see. Let me play mm-hmm. a little bit. You know. But you know, Jazz, you talk about Derek White. I want to just go. I, I, I noticed something. I don't. I'm, and let me know if you picked up on it. The Celtics are a different team when Derek White is playing at the point as opposed to Marcus Smart. You know, Derek White is a, how can I say, he is a a true point guard. You know, he's Mm -hmm. facilitating on the court. He's doing what it is that true point guards do. He just brings a different element and a different energy to the floor when he is playing at the point as opposed to, Marcus Smart. Not to take anything away from Smart, but it's a different look. You know, he he sees the floor differently, and and it reflects in how the players around him play. Does that does that kind of make sense? What I'm trying to say? It makes sense, <laughs> it makes sense because he's really not the point guard. Mm-hmm. He's listed as a point guard. He's not really a point guard. If you notice, when he's in the game, Tatum's in the game with him or Brown is in the game, but they initiate the offense. He doesn't really initiate right. the offense. He does, but he doesn't initiate it as a true point guard in the way that a true point guard would. So when mm-hmm. you have Marcus Smart on the floor, you have to have somebody, you have to have a ball handler on the floor with him, whether it be Tatum or whether mm-hmm. it be Brown. When White's in okay. the game, White is a true point guard. Right. He can be the ball handler. Now you could bring in mm-hmm. tight. You could bring in um Grant Williams. You could bring in um a Pritchard. And he could get them the That's ball. That's who I was trying to think of. Pritchard. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. So he can get them the ball so that they can he can right. facilitate the offense and get them guys shots where Marcus Smart, if you notice, he'll bring it up. But once he bring it up, he give it to him. He gonna sit in the corner. He wait for the driver mm-hmm. kick. Oh, he's looking for his shot. Oh, he's looking for yeah. his shot. <laughs> so, you know, Marcus. For me, I don't think that Marcus Smart, even though he listed as a point guard, he's not a true point guard. White I don't think is so a either. True point guard. Mhm. I, I I agree because it's it, there. It's a totally different team when Derek White is on the floor as opposed to Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart has a physical game. You know, he, he, he's very verbal. You know, he's he's generating on the floor. He's like the floor general when he's out there. But yeah. as far as a true point guard, like you said, he's, I I don't see that in his um, DNA. Maybe two guard, I don't know. But definitely not a true point guard in what the game needs today. But he well, doesn't I mean, think about it. I mean, we'll think about it. Think about it. You you look at most teams, very few, and I'm going to say half, half of the teams in the NBA, they don't truly have a point guard. True point they guard. Mm-hmm. They don't have mm-hmm. a true point guard. I agree. In the, in, the, in, the, in the basic sense of the word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. Boston has the luxury. Hey, remember, if you notice something about White, White plays with the second. He plays with the reserves, not with the starters. With the second unit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he plays with, like I said, he plays with Sides, Pritchard, 
um, he plays with them cats because he can facilitate. He is a facilitator of the offense. You can't mm-hmm. play him with. You can play him with Tatum, but when you play him with Tatum, now he becomes a two guard. Now he's just waiting mm-hmm. for the driving kick because Tatum's gonna facilitate the offense. When mm-hmm. the shot is falling, you could do both. In game one, white shot. White shot was falling, so he got real hot from three. So you put him in there with Tatum because you know Tatum's going to get the double. You drive and kick him. Now he can hit the shot. Mm-hmm. In game two, White wasn't, White wasn't hitting shots. Now you can't play him with Tatum mm-hmm. because now nobody's going to come out. They're going to come out. Nobody's going to come out and guard you for the shot because you're not making the shot. We're going right. to crowd Tatum <laughs> because Tatum, if he drives and kicks to you, you're going to fucking miss. So now mm-hmm. Tatum has to take that shot where normally in game one he had 13 assists. He could drive and kick. Smart was hitting the shot. Horford mm-hmm. was hitting the shot. White was hitting the shot. Pritchard was hitting the shot. Everybody was hot. Everybody was hot. Right. So now right. he could facilitate and dig. But in game two, he had to become a scorer because them guys' shots weren't falling. And every time they mm-hmm. missed a shot, Golden State put pressure on them because they made a shot. So mm-hmm. now you got five points swing. Points off the shot. Six points swing. Right. Points off the miss. You know what I mean? Now you like, damn. Now instead of being down four, I'm down 14. What the fuck? What do I do now? Mm. You know, so, mm-hmm. and that's hard when, you know, Steph's hot, Pooh's doing his thing. Clay's beginning to come out of his funk. Looney, like I said, Looney getting the pick. Them Looney, people don't realize. Those Looney pick and rolls, when when Looney's rolling to the basket, getting them dunks, those are crucial mm-hmm. because when he's getting that, that totally means that y'all are about to stab him. Because now that, <laughs> mean, cause that means that, that means that Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole trading your defense. They're breaking down mm-hmm. your interior, your defense, so Looney can get the dunk at the end. When Looney's dunking, mm. that means that they all inside the perimeter. They're all inside the key in your defense, breaking mm-hmm. your defense down. That's bad. Because mm-hmm. now what that turns into is driving kick three. That's what that turns into in the third quarter. Right. And still. Or, 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 or and one. And one, yeah. So – it's bad with Looney. I'm telling you, Looney gets them rolling. He gets those pick and roll dunks. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But those mm-hmm. are little plays that most people don't realize. They're, they're, they don't realize it until late on the game. Looney hits a dunk. Uh, Clay drives to the hole, hits the layup. Looney hits another layup. Uh, mm-hmm. He hits another and you're like, what the fuck? How did that Because <laughs> it's so quick. It's so wow. Quick. It is. It is so quick. It's a fast-paced game. Well, I must say, you know, the West Coast does play a fast-paced game, and the Warriors are right up there at the top as far as fast-pacedness. But, Jazz, I, I know we only have a few minutes more, but I just want to touch briefly on, before we close out tonight, mm-hmm. the stepping down of Coach Quinn. Snyder, after eight 
seasons with the Utah Jazz. That was a shock. And the ramifications. Was it really a shock? Well, that's what the the, the sports heads are saying. But do you think that plays on where Donovan Mitchell plays back with the Jazz next season? Now, we know he just signed a contract. Mm -hmm. And he's surprised and disappointed on the resignation of Coach Snyder. So Uh, I'm going to be interested to see where it goes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got to realize players can't get fired. Coaches get fired. Eight seasons. Never been. uh, Did they ever make it to the NBA Finals? The farthest ever made was Uh, second round, if I'm not mistaken. So if the farthest you ever make it is second round, you have, in some people's opinion, you have a top 20 player in Donovan Mitchell. You have a top 10 center in Gobert. Um, your, your, you know, you, you're paying cap, but you're not mm-hmm. getting the results. And when that happens, the coach always has to go. I'm not, I'm, I mean, not I, I don't think Quinn, I don't think Quinn is a bad coach. I think that mm-hmm. with that team, with that roster, there was right. nothing else he could do. Nothing and else that, could that's do. what it boils down to. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, what else can he do? I mean, Donovan Mitchell, for all of the points he scored, the one thing that they never did in the playoffs, which is what screwed him, in my opinion, was you never established Gobert as an offensive threat in the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. that you needed that. But I'm not sure how you – maybe he was reluctant to shoot. Maybe Donovan – was reluctant to give it to him. I don't know. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, they need a new voice at this point. So I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not. They need a new mm-hmm. coach because if you don't have a new voice, if you don't get farther in the playoffs, then Donovan will leave. Mm-hmm. He no don't, matter how much he's again, preached about saying. Well, every every player now, is looking at a guy like Damian Lillard. Do I want to be that guy? No disrespect, but do I want to be him? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and again, what I mean by him is never touching the finals. Who who is that? We were looking at um, Matthew Stafford. Prime mm-hmm. Twelve okay. years in Detroit. Never right. even sniffed the playoffs. Not even new a voice, sniff. New voice, new team, Super Bowl champions. Super Bowl Sometimes champs. A new voice for certain players. A change. You got to mm-hmm. have change now. And that's does that powerful. Mean that they, yeah, I mean, but does that mean that they trade Gobert? I don't know. I mean, we know Mitchell's well, there's rumblings of that. There's rumblings of that, Jazz. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard, but there is there are rumblings of of, of Gobert trade. Hmm. Well, there was there was rumblings last year too, but you know at yeah. this point, you wanted to see one last ride 
Let's see what happens. It mm-hmm. doesn't happen. You lost in the first round of the playoffs. Okay, now it's time to make a change. So, make it. again, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm going to be – I was definitely going to be staying tuned because I want to see who do they bring in because now a lot of teams are going with younger coaches who don't really coaches. have the pedigree like my man oh. from Boston. Hell, even Steve Kerr. He's phone for that. You know, uh, Jason King, who 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 has a coaching pedigree, but right. what, uh, what's uh, what's oh boy, this Steve Nash. You know, mm-hmm. some now. I don't know. I, like I, 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 I'm I, I'm gonna beg to, to. I'm gonna hold off on the Steve Nash talk, guys. I'm just saying. Just from what I see and observe up in this area, but just the reason well, how he even got to that point. But I know that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's a, definitely a whole nother show and, because and, you and know I we got a question get for you about that. Very, very quickly, I got a question for you. What do you? What do you? Okay. What do you how do you feel about the guy that the Lakers brought you? I don't know much about him. I know that's they what have I, a new and that's why I ask you. Nobody knows nothing about <laughs> Nothing, guys. Nothing. So we, that's another thing we have to keep our eye on so we can make sure we report what's going on as far as that because Lakers is new, whether they're winning or losing. Yeah. You know, oh, so oh. we got to, Jazz and I will keep our eye on that. I have one final tidbit, people. The Denver Broncos okay. have been sold. Four and a half billion to uh, some of the people from the former CEO of Walmart. Wow! The gentleman who bought the gentleman who bought them, part of his group, his whole group is the Walmart family people, whoever they are. Wow. I forget their name, but mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, Walt, the, the founders of Walmart now own Denver Broncos. Oh, my four, goodness. Four and a half billion people. <laughs> billion with a B. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to delve more into that, Jazz. But, Definitely uh, going to talk about that. Because like, I, have, I have some absolutely. other tips for you people about how that, how that, how that, how it happened and who the, the league impact. wanted to buy the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, so we'll say that for next week. Breaking news. Yeah, we'll say that for next week. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole saga. That's that little tease. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a whole saga, man. It, it's crazy. Wow, tease. Well, Jack, we want to say thank you for all <laughs> those that are joining us and those that are joining for the very first time. We see you. You know Word. our our Word. playback. We have 10 seconds, Jazz. Take us out. Well, thank you for coming out, people. Please keep coming back. We we love you guys. I, I can't stress it enough. Dude, y'all got to realize, dude, we do this shit for free, so we love you guys. Eh? We we do it because I, well, I like talking shit, so I'm just glad that y'all <laughs> want to, to listen while I talk shit for an hour. But, um... I want you guys to please come back next week. Please keep coming back. We 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 love you guys, and um, we can never, never, ever stop doing this as long as 
as long as somebody listening. I don't give a damn who it is. So, love you guys. <laughs> Can't wait till next week to we come back. And uh, now we're going. Tony going to do the business side of things. Absolutely. For those that may not have joined, make sure you follow Let's Chat on all your our social media. You know, you can download our podcast anywhere podcasts are downloadable. Just look for Let's Chat with Napoleon and Leisha, and you'll see Mr. Jazz in our sports section. So make sure you follow us on all of our social media, and we'll be back Stay night. Yeah. Talking that talk on all things yeah. sports. Y'all already heard the tease Jazz gave us, so I'm going to be tuned in. Are y'all going to join Yo, us? Yo, and remember... <laughs> Yo, I never did a tease before. I didn't even know what that was. Okay, now I know. <laughs> See, I got, I got you, Jazz. I got you. I got the vernacular. I got us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, I just talk shit, y'all. I'm just talking shit, y'all. <laughs> teamwork, teamwork. Like I said, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Without you, there will be no us. So until Word. next time, you guys have a great evening. Good night, everybody. Yeah, man. Thank you. Stay away from Corona, y'all. It's back. Well, never left, but you absolutely. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, oh, and happy Juneteenth, people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>